Welcome to Blunt Force Healing Podcast, episode number 222. That means that we are at day 222 since the podcast started and the underpinning it blog started as well. So whenever you hear the number of the episode, at the moment it matches the exact number of days that this podcast exists mainly because it's a daily upload and daily recording and I treat it as a journaling uh, medium so I said a little bit about the hike that I've done on Monday just after our approach to Eagles Rock and I was about to record it yesterday, but obviously that new topic popped in my head around virtual human or virtual YouTubers, and I decided to do that instead while postponing the relation from the hike and the write-up in the podcast episode until today, so by one day. So here we are. If you're interested in that virtual human slash virtual YouTubers trend that is happening, then head on to my yesterday's post and podcast episode, which I dedicated to write a little bit about the topic of those uh, trends, trending things that I still don't fully understand, but it's fascinating how niche things become and what niche topics appear with huge audiences and get trendy uh, in different areas. Anyway, let's get back to our hike. So I'll just mm, recall the, the last weekend because we are on the verge of the next one. It's Friday and the new weekend starts. And for some people, it's an actual long weekend in a couple of countries, as far as I know including Ireland, the 1st of May, Monday, is bank holiday. So I wrote on day 220 about our attack on Eagles Rock, which is a fascinating and stunning piece of nature's architecture and design in County Leitrim. And you can go to day 2020 and listen to that or read the blog post or both and have a look at a couple of pictures that I left there as well. And when we completed that Eagles Rock hike on Sunday, I had that lurking desire 
from very Monday morning to do another hike. But obviously, it was a work day, so I couldn't just jump into the car and go for a hike. And for the whole day as I was working, I still had that strong push to at least try and get some hike done on Monday. And it was a bit of ridiculous thought because I I realized that, well, if I finish at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, there's very, very little space to do a proper hike. But as the day went by, I realized that even when I finish work, around 5 or 5.30 p.m. The actual sunset was closer to 8.50, around 9 o'clock in the evening. That meant that I still had a lot of time to, to do a short hike. Not, not so short, actually. It would be an average three-hour hike if I if I plan it well. So, uh, as I finished work, I started looking uh, at the maps, Google Maps, and uh, Peak Hunter, as well as All Trails app, just to kind of understand what or which peaks are within my range to drive into fairly fast and use the remaining time to complete a loop or forth and back or out and back as some people say um, route to the certain hill or mountain and that desire was very strong you know it's it's a little bit like a drug when when you hike every week or every second week in between, it kind of becomes a, a feeling that you're missing the hike, but not too much. It's more on a melancholic level. But immediately after one hike, if you obviously enjoy hiking and like that type of activity, the next day is, is probably the worst because you get that almost like high after the first hike and you want to feel that again so that's why i compare it a little bit to the drug obviously the hike is on more healthy side albeit if you fall off the rock it's not very healthy but uh you know it's it's it's, it's more of an extreme the the hiking itself is a very healthy activity and very nice way to spend time so it haunted me for for that whole day on Monday and the closer I was to the end of work day I started researching what can I approach work what what peak I can attack and it wasn't this I was researching the same area very close to where we were in Dartry mountains uh, on Eagles Rock but the peaks were a little bit distance from me and I didn't want to spend too much time driving. So apologies, I'm really tired. 
and it's very hard to record the the episode and not yawn in the middle of the sentence and but one of the mountains the actual mountains i think it's over 600 meters and in the highest point was aru mountain and it was about 35 kilometers from donegal town the same way that we went to eagles rock just uh, a a bit of detour along the way and I would be there very fast in about 20-25 minutes so I didn't think too much I told my wife that I'm going and Julian was doing something else didn't want to join me on that power hike because what I call power hike is basically a hike that is done in a faster pace usually very lightweight so i don't take any backpack with me or any gear except for the coat and maybe a bottle of water and that's it so i do it fast well not too fast i'm not running it's not a trail run it's just a dynamic highly paced hike very little gear preferably nothing only and very often i do shortcuts through the i would say wilder or off-track areas which sometimes becomes challenging and more dangerous but again the more you do it the the easier it becomes or you get experienced a little bit more and the pace through the boglands and the raw off-trail lands becomes not far from regular hiker or person walking the beaten trail or track. So if you do it right and you're careful to not twist your ankle or end up falling from any rocks it it pays back a big time because uh not only i save uh some time and explore places that i wouldn't if i would follow the trail uh, i can discover amazing spots this way and i feel like i accomplished something when i when i do the hike this way so it's it's just something that i enjoy so this is what i planned for this one and the parking space was almost like prepared for me and i think the county council i think it's already county litrim so the county litrim's council is it seems like they are they were preparing that parking space it's already uh, kind of okay to facilitate cars there's no signposts there but i suspect uh, they will be signposting this car park and it will probably be able to take about probably 10 cars i think the roads are narrowed there so 
there's not much space, but it's it's a great initiative that that they do that car park there because it seems like Aru Island, oh sorry, Aru Mountain is seems to be popular enough that people are hiking there. It's about nine kilometers, I think, out and back trail, so decent amount of walking and enjoying the landscape. So I started the the trail and for about a mile, roughly one and a half kilometers, maybe the trail is continuously on ascent and it's a serpentine first, uh, like asphalt road. And then it turns into the rural kind of farmland road where a tractor and uh, high suspension vehicles can, can easily uh go but there are obviously gates because it's it's a private land so uh they have separate small gates for for hikers to pass through but i don't think the cars can go through it uh they might be locked and obviously you know that's not the point of the gates to or the car to to go up the trail because it's meant to be walked uh, so if you're a hiker, you obviously park a car and then just walk. And the views are amazing. It's a bit demanding, that serpentine, because you're constantly ascending, as I said. But after that one mile, it straightens up and it goes a little bit downhill and straight through the valley in between Aru, I, Aru sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure why I keep saying island. Aru Mountain, maybe i mistaken it, or my, my brain is picking up Aran Island. But anyway, it's too far. Aru Mountain and Kilog Hill, they're they have like a valley in between them and the trail goes alongside the cliff of Kilog um, cliff or kind of wall for another, I would say one kilometer or something. And as I was walking, it was teasing me so much, you know, you see, Aru mountain in a distance and it's not as spectacular as that cliff wall just beside you when you keep walking alongside um, Kilog and I knew that there is a lake on top of that plateau on that hill uh, which I saw in the pictures and I was planning to get there at some stage but obviously not on Monday uh, but it got the best of me and there was one point where there was a red arrow showing the the trail for the, the continuous or the, the the way to continue the aru uh, mountain trail and i couldn't stand it i decided to get off trail and tackle that steep grassland slope with a little bit of boglands and started just climbing it towards Kilog. It was cool because there was there were sheep 
everywhere and the ones that run away started warning the others that were not aware of me on on the slope it was fascinating to just listen to them as they as they kind of tried to warn each other uh, and the boglands started being well they were not that muddy that that grassland was grassland and slash bogland was uh, quite okay but it was slippery and once i got to the more even surface or it wasn't that steep on approach uh, closer to the top uh, it started to be a little bit how do i call it there was a, a lot of um bowl like shaped almost like holes but they were not holes they were just just a, a kind of collapsed areas of that turf and the bogland which to me kind of matches the fact that all those surrounding rocks are limestone rocks and over thousands or millions of years the limestone uh, and the any sediment in 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 between the rocks is getting flushed away or kind of removed by the water and winds so there's a lot of caves in those in those mountains that people tend to explore most of them are too small for a human but there are caves that are uh, bigger and one of them I described in the day 2020 uh, while I was describing Eagle's Rock. But it seems like those caves are getting created inside of the, of the mountains or massives. And then because the, the soil is flushed away or is removed from underneath those boglands, they start collapsing slightly over time. So it it's an amazing thing to to see, and uh, it kind of awakened me a little bit to be careful. So I slowed down because I I had enough distance covered already towards the top, and I decided to go steady but but careful. When I reached the top of the plateau, I could see that little bump that was the highest point called Keylog, but I also saw the lake and the lake is like a, one of those long shaped lakes with a little bit of sometimes it's a sand and sometimes there are stones creating a little bit of a beach like strand on one end of the of the lake in Ireland most of people like to call them Guinness Pint lakes because they kind of uh, look like a, a pint of Guinness. They are just dark lakes, dark almost black lakes. From the if if you look at from the from 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 the top, and then on one end, like on the top, they have that uh, white or bright part, which reminds people about kind of uh, Guinness foam at the top. So this was that type of lake. Obviously, the the beach was made of kind of gravel or a, a, 
a little stones rather than sand. It's amazing how nature creates that, especially on the on the height of 400 meters above sea level. I think it was even more than 400 meters because the kilo is 440 or 450. And from the lake to the to that bump to the top, I don't think there was 50 meters. Might have been less than that. But anyway, lake at the 400 meters, especially that it's just separated from from the cliff of a mountain with the strip of maybe 50 meters of grassland until there is a sudden drop to the Glenade Valley. It's just amazing. You're, I, I circle, circled that lake in the opposite direction than the peak was of a hill, just to walk along that edge of a cliff. And it's just stunning. You can't really describe it in words or even show on the pictures, obviously. If, if I get my the drone finally, I will be able to, to film it and, and take pictures of those things from, from perspective that I can't do with the phone or the, the camera. But yeah, it's an amazing thing to stand in, at the edge of the cliff in that grassland, seeing like a a big fall down of about yeah 300 meters you see very little tiny houses in a distance the roads and then the other side of that valley with with another cliff and dartry mountains eagles rock and behind you just just a 10 or 20 meters or maybe a little bit more behind you there is a lake how amazing is that it's just just weird and surreal so yeah i attacked the the peak which was very easy from that point i enjoyed the views and on my way back i decided to sit by a lake for a moment because that was the moment i was looking for the most i left it for last and as i sat down and took my coat off I decided to take my shoes off as well and uh, start walking a little bit in the water to, to you know, cool down my, my feet. And as I was submerging my, my legs, I got that weird and crazy feeling. Why don't I take a plunge in that cold water? And you know that sometimes you just need to do it. And that was the moment. I went back to where my coat was. I took all of my clothes, literally all of my clothes. Like I was born fully naked. I just went straight to that water and took a full deep plunge to make sure that, you know, I really get the feel of that water. And while I'm not a very religious person, well, I'm not a religious person at all, there was something pseudo-spiritual about that experience. 
that plunge in the water. There was no single human being in a huge proximity. And I knew it. There were only sheep somewhere. And it was only me out there and nature. And that lake, and there was no wind really, because for some reason that beach created naturally by the stones is covered a little bit from the winds. So it was an amazing experience. And I wasn't worried about not having a towel. I just dried myself a little bit standing on the shore. And once I knew that I need to dress up because I would cool off too much, I just put the clothes on me, even though I was still a bit wet and walked back to the car. The way back was was also amazing, especially that the sun was slowly setting. So the views were extremely enjoyable. And then I obviously drove home and I will never forget that experience. And that's that Kilog Hill and Lake have now a real, really special place in my heart. And I'll be coming there, I hope, more often. All right, guys, we are past 25 minutes mark. And I think Spotify won't allow me to record more than 30 minutes. So uh, I'll wrap up for today. I have one little thing that happened this uh, evening that I want to mention in tomorrow's episode. But I hope also that there will be much more to talk about, especially that we are going into the long weekend. So stay tuned. Thank you very much for coming and for spending that time with me. Your time is precious. And that was more than 26 minutes of your time spent on listening to my rambling or uh, podcasting. So I really appreciate that you decided to spend it with me and I hope you'll return and stay with me for longer because that's the reason and the purpose of that podcast to get people a little bit relaxed and show them that they're not alone. There are other people that have dual days and exciting days and This blog is definitely about authentic experience. As you can hear, I'm not editing episodes, so any mistake I do stays here. I want you to feel like you're listening to the real person, not a professional TV speaker with a team behind him that makes perfect episodes for uh, entertainment so this is me tuning out hope to talk to you tomorrow and i'll bring more fun and maybe a little bit dull stuff as well thanks for coming and talk to you tomorrow Mm -hmm.